0: Good morning, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Happy Valentine's Day, you guys. Happy moment of silence for all of you who forgot it was Valentine's Day and you're quickly sending your husband a text. I'll just let you do that. (laughs) We have a jam-packed podcast for you today Today we're going to be talking about week six of the mom strong international bible study But before we do that there is a ton of news that I want to get to particularly going to be important to homeschoolers And uh, so I hope you guys will take notes today stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged (music) All right, so there's a bunch of news I wanna get to today before we get to week six of the Bible study uh, because there are so many things, important things that are happening uh, right now around you, particularly for homeschooling families. Uh, Today also marks the beginning of Lent. Did you guys know that this year? Uh, Catholics for sure will will appreciate that. Uh, But the season of Lent, which is the weeks where Christians fast and give up uh, worldly pleasures begins today on valentines day uh, a lot of you guys don't understand what lent is and it represents the 40 days that jesus wandered in the desert praying and fasting after he was baptized so a lot of a lot of christians participate in lent and uh, this year it's a little bit uh it's a little bit shorter than usual it begins uh today on february 14th and ends on march 29th uh, which is called Holy Thursday when Catholics will celebrate a mass to represent uh, Jesus last supper. So interesting. I have friends who are not Catholic that participate in Lent and basically they're what they tell me is that it helps them to really focus on uh, things in their life that they want to um, give up in order to pay attention to the things in their life that are not so good that they're trying to work their way through. So, uh, it's interesting to me also, like I said, you know, I grew up in an evangelical home in a Baptist church, really, and we didn't participate in Lent. And so I always wondered why the ashes? What is the deal with Ash Wednesday? And so I thought, oh, I'm going to, we'll talk about that for just a half a second because I got to move on. But the ashes represent two biblical themes. The first comes from the saying, remember you are dust and to dust you shall return. Hey, you know what? We should all remember that, right? Um, which is a passage that underscored that life is temporary and should be lived correctly. The ashes also uh, pay respect and draw attention to penance. So when someone repented their sins, it used to be a custom for them to dress in itchy sackcloth like a potato bag and sit in ashes. Do you guys remember uh, the story of Esther when Mordecai found out that the Jews were going to be killed because Haman was mad at Mordecai, so why? You know why just punish Mordecai? Why not exterminate the entire Jewish, uh, Jewish people? He dressed in uh, sackcloth and ashes, and he sat at the city gates. And if if you guys have ever wondered what the heck, what's the sackcloth and ashes thing? That's it. It's basically saying, oh my goodness, I'm repenting of my sins. Uh, I realize that I'm a mess, and I need forgiveness. So anyway, for those of you who are participating in Lent, uh, don't let it sneak up on you. It starts today. Also, I wanted to really quickly uh let you know of something that's happening right now in Hawaii that uh this is important i i first heard about this uh last week from a listener and since then i've received lots of facebook messages and emails from you and i wanted you to know i am aware of what's going on i also know that everybody who's anybody that defends homeschooling is also aware of uh, what's happening in Hawaii, and obviously this is a uh, this is a a backlash, which we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. You guys, we knew this was going to come. So, a crazy family in uh, California decides to massively abuse their kids, and then say that they were homeschooling. And we all know that that's not homeschooling. And we talked about this. If you want to know what I have to say about that, uh, I did a podcast a couple of weeks ago called "Pot Shots at Homeschooling." You can go back and take a look at that. First of all, I messaged my friend, William Estrada, who is an attorney over there. And I said, dude, what the heck? What's going on in Hawaii? Is this for real? And he said, yeah, it absolutely is. And uh, Hawaii has, uh, well, they're trying to pass three bills. And so I went and so Peter, um, so my friend, Will, forwarded me a message that HSLDA had already sent out to its members. And I'm just going to read it to you. It says, Aloha. Last week, three bills were introduced by the Hawaii legislature that would significantly restrict homeschool freedom Senate bills 2274, 2323, and House bill 2244. Although the bills don't agree on every particular, all three would require homeschooling families to receive, quote, approval from either their local school principal or their district superintendent before they can homeschool. Can I just say, if this passes, everybody in Hawaii is gonna know who their local school principal is and their district superintendent. Right now, like we just don't, we don't care, right? That's the public school's business and we don't care. I guarantee you, you're gonna get to know them real fast Uh, because if you wanna receive this approval, then families would have to agree to undergo a series of record checks ranging from a review of social service records to a full criminal background check. Families who fail these checks or refuse to consent to them cannot homeschool their children. Wow, wow, wow. So uh, in the coming weeks, HSLDA, and I'm sure many other organizations that are concerned about homeschooling freedom will be closely monitoring these bills and consulting with Hawaii's state and local leaders. We encourage you to stay informed, active, and vigilant. So what I wanna say, and I I just, uh, I spoke in Lebanon a few days ago and I was talking about, uh, well, I was in Oregon, so I was talking about the egregious Abortion bills that are on record there, and I said to my friends in Oregon, "Where are the Christians? Where are we? Why are we not standing up? Why are we not? Uh, why are we not sending letters to our state representatives? Why are we not going down? And why? Why uh, we have a, a a generation of Christians who basically have decided to be benched, uh, to bench themselves? And I'm going to ask you today, like I do often on the podcast, get off the bench." and get on to the battlefield. As of this writing uh, from HSLDA, Senate Bill 2274 and 2323 have been assigned to the Senate Committees on Education, Health, and Human Services, and the Judiciary. House Bill 2244 has been assigned to the House Committee on Education, Human Services, Judiciary, and Finance. And so far, none of those committees had scheduled hearings on the bills, but they are coming. So because of the high risk to homeschooling freedom, Posed by these bills, HSLDA is asking that homeschooling families in Hawaii be proactive in voicing their concerns. I just want to say that again. HSLDA is asking that homeschooling families in Hawaii be proactive in voicing their concerns. If you don't voice your concerns, you will lose your right to homeschool as you know it. So please consider taking the following action. And for those of you who don't live in Hawaii, which is, I'm sure, ninety percent or more than the people of the people who are listening to me right now, uh, can you be praying for your uh, your brothers and sisters in Hawaii, praying for them? Because honestly, this will set a precedent. I promise you. Because I travel around the country, and I know that there are people who would love to see homeschooling regulated like this in every state. There are websites that are dedicated. To uh, the demise really of homeschooling and I think sometimes it's easy for us to sort of sit back and go Oh, that'll never happen. Nope, not true There are people that would love to see your freedoms stripped away from you So uh, the first thing that they're asking parents to do is to forward this message If you would like to see a copy of the message, I will link to it on the show notes today Um, HSLDA is encouraging all hawaii residents who are concerned about these bills to immediately contact their state senator and state representative and urge them to vote against these bills. Um, I would say, and the HSLDA is also saying, to consider contacting them by phone. Uh, There's this little thing called the telephone (laughs) and we don't use it anymore. And it's really easy to hide behind a computer screen. Not so easy when someone's calling you on the phone and asking to talk. And you can call them and politely but firmly express your opposition to these bills in your own words. And HSLDA has some sample messages that you can personalize if you're just really scared of calling uh, your state representative. I have called our state representatives here in Washington many, many times uh, and in Oregon when I lived there. And my husband and I have gone to Washington, D.C. to do some uh, lobbying uh, on behalf of homeschooling. And I'm telling you, uh, it, it makes an impact when you go in person. It makes an impact. And so Uh, That brings me to number three, it says, uh, or number four rather, it says be prepared to attend. So this is important, you guys. Uh, HSLDA is saying, don't just sit there, come to the hearings. And as of this writing, no hearings have been scheduled. Uh, They say, while we do our best to provide you with as much advance notice as possible, hearings can be scheduled on as little as two days notice. Even if you don't plan to give oral testimony, attending a hearing in person is an extremely effective way to voice your opposition to these bills and put pressure on the committee to consider these changes. We strongly encourage you to take time to attend if at all possible and bring your children, especially older children and teenagers who can make a marked impression on legislators. Another thing they're asking you to do is if you know a state representative or senator in your neighborhood, through your church, in a community, take time to introduce yourselves to them as a homeschooler. And if the opportunity presents itself, you can politely but firmly express your opposition to these bills. But it's just as important to remind your legislators that this bill will impact real families with real faces who live real lives and homeschool in their communities. And so if the legislator tells you that he's planning to oppose any of these bills, please be sure and thank them. Let your friends know to support this legislator because they support homeschool freedom. So if you can't attend a hearing in person, uh, please consider sending written testimony to the committee beforehand to voice your objections. Uh, and so this is very important. Uh, for all of us who are concerned about homeschooling freedoms, we're gonna be watching uh, what's happening. I'm gonna give you just a little bit of background on these bills in case you're not familiar with them or if this is the first time you've heard about it. Uh, Senate Bill 2274, which was introduced by Senator Josh Green. Hello, Hawaii. Make a note, Senator Josh Green is not your friend, all right? This would require that your notice of intent to homeschool be approved by your child's local public school principal. It also requires principals to contact social services. What a nightmare. Uh, Whenever a family files a notice of intent to determine if this family has any history of child abuse or neglect. If there's any such history, the notice must be denied unless social services determines that the child is not in immediate danger. Um, And listen, I'm not saying let's create a haven for uh, abusive families to homeschool their kids. You know, obviously, that's not what we want. But I'm telling you what, as I live and breathe, this is going to be used to go much farther than what they're actually asking. Senate Bill 2323, which was uh, introduced by looks like three, four senators, uh, would require that notices be approved by the superintendent of your, of your child's school district. In addition to having social services check for family history of abuse and neglect, this would also require the superintendent to, to conduct a background check of the child's parents or legal guardians within five business days. Parents must consent to both a social services check and a background check, and failure to provide this consent will, revo- will result in the automatic denial by the superintendent. Parents cannot legally homeschool their children until after this notice has been approved. If the superintendent denies approval, the family's only recourse would be to file a petition in family court where they will bear the burden of proving by clear and convincing evidence that homeschooling is appropriate for their child. And finally, House Bill 2244, which was introduced by Representative Evans, requires that the superintendent obtain a background check, including criminal history, record check, sex offender registry check, child abuse register check, And an adult abuse perpetrator check for each adult and child named in the notice of intent within seven days. The superintendent is required to deny approval if the family has been the subject of a confirmed child welfare report. The only appeal is through a petition in family court, where the parents would bear the burden of proving that homeschooling is appropriate by clear and convincing evidence. And even then, the court could order monthly visits by social workers and monthly progress reports to the court. Listen, child abuse and neglect deserve serious solutions. So nobody is saying, oh, child abuse, no big deal. I've told you guys many times before, I grew up in an abusive home, went completely, un, um, completely really unnoticed um, until I was, uh, I think, a sophomore in high school. So I'm not saying... Let's just forget about abuse. But these bills are going to create additional regulatory burdens for homeschooling families, for school officials and for CPS investigators. And they would also prevent parents from beginning to homeschool immediately, even if their children are experiencing bullying, health problems, learning difficulties or mental health issues in their current uh, school. So uh, the the gentleman, who, the attorney for HSLDA, I cannot even say, Peter, I'm really sorry. I've never been able to say your last name but he was raised in Hawaii and he says, I was raised in Hawaii, homeschooled from kindergarten through 12th grade and interned at the state capitol during my senior year in high school. So I was very disappointed to learn that these bills would turn Hawaii into one of just three straight states to require approval for homeschools. The other two are Massachusetts, surprise, and Rhode Island. And the only state in the country that would make criminal background checks mandatory for homeschooling families. Uh, it's ridiculous to assume that a family who wants to homeschool their children needs a criminal background check. And that's the truth. So uh, I wanna just encourage you to strongly oppose these bills. Please uh, be praying for homeschooling families in Hawaii and also for uh, families around the country right now. I guarantee you this one's in the hopper and more are on their way. So please be praying about this. I wanted to just let you know and um, if you do just a, a, a quick background check um, for people who cannot stand homeschooling, it's really not that hard. Just Google it. Um, I found an article from the Coalition for Responsible Home Education, and they say uh, that this week, Senator uh, Senator – I can't say these Hawaiian names. I'm really sorry – I don't want to butcher it, so I'm just going to not say it. Um, but they've introduced Senate Bill 2323, which would create a screening process designed to ensure that children with elevated risk factors are not removed from school to be homeschooled. And you can, uh it says, uh, currently, two states bar homeschooling families based on certain risk factors. Pennsylvania bars parents from homeschooling when an adult in the household has committed a crime that would prevent them from teaching in a public school. Arkansas prohibits homeschooling where there's a registered sex offender in the home. Why, okay, never mind. (laughs) I was just gonna say, and why is the registered sex offender in the home? These questions are gonna remain uh, mysteries to me. Senate Bill 2323 would make Hawaii a national leader in the protection of homeschooled children. And I would just say, Senate Bill 2323 would make Hawaii a national nightmare for homeschooling families who most of them, the vast majority of them are doing just fine. And now we're gonna have to go through all this bureaucracy. And if somebody even hiccups and looks at you the wrong way, uh, you're gonna be going to court. So this is important. So take uh, very special attention to what's happening here. And also, I think it's important for us to remember uh, that we have an enemy. We talk about this all the time at uh, on the podcast. The Apostle Paul said, we have an enemy. Peter said, you've got an enemy, be on the alert. Um, homeschooling is a wonderful educational opportunity that many, many, many families, uh, tens of thousands have taken advantage of. And every once in a while, we hear about an abuse case that's happening. And so I'm not here to make excuses for it, but I would like to say, uh, I think it's a great idea. If we're gonna, if the educational choice of parents is going to be the thing that we focus on every time there's an abuse case that's uncovered in a family, then let's start doing it for every educational option. Let's start doing it for private schools and for public schools and for uh, and for homeschools, if that's, if that's the standard. But as we all know, The educational system that the family uses is not the problem. Abuse can go undetected in the public schools as well. So uh, I'm gonna move on from there, but this is important for you guys to know, and that's why I took a little bit of time to address it today. All right, week six in the MomStrong Bible study. I hope you guys have subscribed to that. You can do it at MomStrong International. We're going through the book of John, just basically starting off our ministry, talking about who Jesus is. And I'm gonna really quickly, uh, this week we went through John six uh, verses one to 15. I'm actually a week behind here at the podcast. Uh, they're already on to week seven over at MomStrong International, but I wanna just read this really quickly. This was the story of the 5,000. In John chapter six, verse one, it says, after this, Jesus crossed over to the far side of the Sea of Galilee, also known as the Sea of Tiberias. A huge crowd kept following him wherever he went because they saw his miraculous signs as he healed the sick. Then Jesus climbed on a hill and sat down with his disciples around him. It was nearly time for the Jewish Passover celebration. Jesus soon saw a huge crowd of people coming to look for him. And turning to Philip, he asked, Where can we buy bread to feed all these people? He was testing Philip, for he already knew what he was going to do. Philip replied, Philip replied, even if we were for months, we wouldn't have enough money to feed them. Then Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. There's a young boy here with five loaves of, with five barley loaves and two fish. But what good is that in this huge crowd? Tell everyone to sit down, Jesus said. Oh, can you guys just imagine this? How awesome would this be? Tell everyone to sit down, Jesus said. So they all sat down on the grassy slopes. The men alone numbered about 5,000. So you read a lot of the story. The headline is Jesus feeds 5,000. Most biblical scholars will say that the number was vastly larger than 5,000 because they're only counting the men in this uh, this statistic. Then Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks to God and distributed them to the people. Afterward, he did the same with the fish and they all ate as much as they wanted. After everyone was full, Jesus told his disciples, now gather the leftover so that nothing is wasted. So they picked up the pieces and filled 12 baskets with scraps left by the people who had eaten from the five barley loaves. When the people saw him do this miraculous sign, they exclaimed, surely he is the prophet we have been expecting. When Jesus saw that they were ready to force him to be their king, he slipped away into the hills by himself. There's a lot of different things that we can talk about, but I, I wanna just say something uh, that's not obviously not in the Bible study, but I think this really goes to uh, the case that's happening in Hawaii right now. And I just wanna remind you that God can do anything. God can do anything. In uh, 2017, my family saw God make a lame boy walk. We saw God give us a miraculous provision of a building where we could open the homeschool resource center. That building was given to our nonprofit organization, Firmly Planted Family. God can do it. And I think before we despair and get all freaked out, you know, did you notice that that Jesus uh, didn't freak out? He looked at the five loaves and fishes and he just said, hmm, tell everyone to sit down. Totally cool, total confidence. And I wonder, uh, do we have that kind of confidence in God? You know, it's not saying that we shouldn't do our part. We definitely need to do our part. You know, God gave us hands and feet and a mouth to speak and opportunities, and influence. But we also wanna remember that at the end of the day, Jesus is the one who's gonna meet our needs. God provides for his people, and he'll provide for you. And I think it's important to recognize that we need to show our children that we trust the living God. Philippians 4, verse 19 says, but my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. They're not ours, they're his. And I think sometimes we read that verse with a little bit of apprehension and worry. And sometimes we read it and uh, we struggle to believe it. And if that's you, if you're struggling to believe in God's provision, you're not alone. And sometimes our needs feel too big, even for God. And when we're waiting for provision or we're waiting for an answer or waiting for a verdict or we're waiting for a doctor to come in and say uh, that your child's cancer is in remission, we can struggle. And whether it's relational or financial or physical, or uh, even in the courts, like what they're facing in Hawaii right now, we can be we can become fearful and unsure of God's promise to provide. But listen to me, women. Part of becoming mom strong, and this is why I'm so passionate about this, is learning how to trust God to meet every need that we have, and they get onto the battlefield knowing that God is going to help us. We need to put feet to our trust. And when we commit to taking one simple step, it starts by taking our needs to the Father in prayer. Then amazing things begin to happen. Amazing things begin to happen. I want you to remember one thing is you uh, work to tone your faith muscles, all right? Choose not to try to help God out by doing things your way. In other words, you gotta pray first. Father, what do you want me to do? It never really works when we do it the other way anyway. So instead of panicking, pray. Turn your worry into worship and trust that God will honor your efforts to trust him without question and that he will keep his promises. That is something you can take to the bank. So I've gone a little bit over time today. I hope that you guys will join us at MomStrong International. We are over 5,000 now. It is just so much fun for me to watch the numbers climbing over there. Uh, We are hoping that you will sign up for a membership. You can either uh, sign up for a monthly subscription, which is right around $6 a month, and for about the cost of a cup of drip coffee, a little bit over a dollar, uh, you are getting—you will receive a beautifully written and illustrated Bible study that you can do by yourself, or you can meet with another group of women to do it. And uh, we just want to encourage you—it's a great way. First of all, it's a great way to get in the Word, and second, it's a really wonderful way for you to support the ministry here at the podcast. The podcast is 100% listener-supported, and uh, we are excited about what God is doing. And so, I hope you'll check it out, MomStrong International dot com. All right, you guys, one more thing. I told you it was jam-packed today. I am leaving tomorrow uh, with my sweet family to fly to Tampa, Florida for the MomStrong Conference in Lakeland. It is not too late to get your tickets. It really, really, really helps us when you let us know if you're coming in advance because uh, we're going to get food for you. And uh, I don't want to have to feed the 5,000 like Jesus did. I suppose I could, but it's a lot easier uh, when we know that you're coming in advance. So Uh, Come on out. We've got wonderful resources for you. I wanna hug your neck and we're gonna dig into the word of God on Friday night and all day Saturday uh, just in worship and study. And I guarantee you, it'll be a weekend that'll change your life. So come on out. I'll see you in Lakeland, Florida this weekend. And until then, you guys have a fantastic Wednesday and Thursday. I'll see you back here at the podcast on Friday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.